What's going on, Cheat Code Sports Fantasy Football Podcast listeners? You got Kevin Stevie P coming at you. What's going on, Steve? What's going on, Kev? What's going on, world? What's going on, everyone? Today is the DFS podcast for the week. Uh, so we're going to give you get you set for your daily fantasy and win you guys some money this weekend. Uh, but before that, we get into all that. Let's uh, remind you to check out the website, www.cheatcodesports.com. That's www.cheatcodesports.com. We have our articles up weekly. We have our ranks up weekly. Uh, we have the cheat codes and we have player projections up there if you need help with anything you know, from that nature. So, you know, a lot of information on the site free of charge. So, you know, let us know what you think. Check it out. Hit us up with some feedback. All right, guys. So let's get into this DFS uh, for the for the week of week three for week three. So I'm going to start off at the quarterback spot. Um, quarterback spot. I actually really like the high priced options this week. Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott, Kyler Murray. You know, all the three of those guys to me, you know, have great matchups and are worth spending the big bucks on. Yep, I agree. Um, you know, I always tell you guys either it's a go heavy on the on the high price guys week or it's a, you know, buy low guy week. And this is definitely a high price, you know, buy your high price guys. Um, you know, there are guys in the lower numbers that I, you know, we'll talk about, but um, you know, to me this week, if I'm, you know, if I'm riding in my 50, 50 lineups, probably 95% of them are going to have either Russell Wilson or, or, uh, you know, Kyler Murray after seeing what, you know, everybody has basically done to the Lions. So, you know, those two guys this week are probably going to be in a bunch of my lineups. Yeah. Um, you know, I like Russell Wilson as my number one quarterback, and he's only $500 more than Kyle Murray. He's the most expensive. So, you know, I will be getting Russell Wilson in, in most of my lineups this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, from the lower-priced quarterbacks, uh, who do you like? I, I mean, I can throw out there, I would say, Ryan Tannehill. I think Tannehill is a good low-priced option at $5,900. Um, I don't know if you consider that extremely low priced. I mean, it's kind of middle of the pack, but yeah, it's like middle of the pack. It's right below, you know, on FanDuel, it's actually right below uh, Ryan Tannehill. Um, you know, so I said Ryan Tannehill. Oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> Ryan Tannehill. I'm thinking right below Mitch Trubisky. I'm sorry, I I, uh, I saw Ryan Tannehill, but Mitch Trubisky is right above him, and uh, he's 7,500 on FanDuel which is another guy I like. But, yeah, yeah, you know, the lower price guys, when you're talking about the low, low price guys, especially on FanDuel, you start getting into, like, the Kirk Cousins and the Phillip Rivers and, you know, guys like that. And, honestly, if I'm going to do any of those guys, I'm just going to say scratch that and go Nick Mullins. You know what I mean? Honestly. Yeah. Because at, at 6500 it's basically, you know, the lowest you're going to get for a quarterback. I'd rather just have that extra $1,000 instead of be around those guys. So that's kind of and- where I'm aiming. And those and and the 49ers play the Giants this week. And if I recall, two years ago, Nick Mullins shredded the Giants, yeah, if I'm did. not mistaken, two years ago. So, uh, yeah, I, usually in FanDuel, I just like going high-priced quarterback because I just don't feel the difference yeah. in the low-priced and high-priced quarterback is that big of a deal compared to the production you're going to get. You know, it's like $1,000. Yep. Like, I'd rather just spend it on the high price guy whereas in you know DraftKings, you know russell wilson 7300 i can get mitch trubisky for 5400 you're talking about almost two thousand dollars now that i'm that i have to work with so yep. in FanDuel, i usually go high priced but um DraftKings, you know DraftKings is more of a decision for me 
But like I said, this week in DraftKings, I like the high-priced guys. Um, and Mitch Trubisky is another guy I like, you know, going up against Atlanta. We've seen what, what's going on with Atlanta and how they've been just shredded through the second through the passing game. Yep. Yeah, so. uh, any interest in Justin Herbert against Carolina? Um, I've thought about Justin Herbert, but honestly, to me, like I said, where Justin Herbert is price-wise is basically – you know, like you Middle said, Nick path. Mullins has already had a track record against the New York Giants. You know, I'd just rather go that route. You know what I mean? Don't get me wrong. I think, could he have a good game? Yeah, I definitely think so because, you know, I just don't think that defense is very good. But in the same breath, you know, to me, Carolina's severe weakness is in the running game, uh, not being able to stop the run at all. And, you know, I, I just feel like they would probably attack. They're, they're Right now, I believe they're, what is it, 86 rushes? rushing attempts for the 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 chargers this year yeah which it's is, some it's something up there. i was gonna say i think last game i know kelly had 24 yeah and i think eckler was close to 20 as well so yeah so they they're are running, running the hell out of the ball. Ball. yeah yeah they're running the hell out of the ball so you know to me i would rather just you know stick with a guy that you know might be in a game where you know it might be Less scoring in Carolina because the LA is just going to hold them to a whole lot of less points than the 49ers will be able to hold the Giants at home. You know, what I mean, a giant the, the 49ers just really banged up, so you know, I could just see I could definitely see a situation where you know, uh, Mullins will be throwing a little bit more than than uh, Herbert. Yep, not for nothing. I really like Jamie, <laughs> yeah, yep, James Robinson um, is good so far, yeah. All right, so uh, now we'll move into the running backs, get into the high-priced running backs uh, that we like. Um, you want to start it off? Yep. So at the running back position, honestly, without Christian McCaffrey, which you know everybody knows that sucks, um, There's to me there's a couple of guys at the very top that I wouldn't call any of them locks. You know, you have uh, Ezekiel versus Seattle. Last week he had the matchups of matchups, and really, you know, he – performed he got you got you you know 21 fantasy points in FanDuel but I think we all expected around you know close to 30 in that matchup um so and I do think Seattle will throw the ball so maybe Dallas gets behind in this game has to has to throw the ball to keep in it um so you know I wouldn't call Zeke Elliott like a lock as I did last last week last week Zeke was in all of my lineups the one guy that does stand out to me that I think has to have a good game tomorrow or on Sunday to you really help his team win and his team is desperate in need of a win is Dalvin Cook. Mm -hmm. I mean, I I just feel like Dalvin Cook is going to be super used this weekend and with the injuries to the Tennessee Titans, I think that he could end up having a good game in this one. So, you know, Dalvin Cook is going to be probably of of the high price guys, the one that I have the most of. Uh, I like Jonathan Taylor as well. Jonathan Taylor, we saw what happened with the Jets last week. You know, Moster goes for an 80-yard rush, then McKinnon breaks a a 55-yard rush. Um, You know, Taylor last week kind of got, you know, really all the work. You know, I mean, what's the name was – Jonathan Wilkins was involved a little bit, but you know it seems like games where they're going to be ahead, it's going to be more of Wilkins and and Taylor. And if Taylor's going to be getting twenty five to thirty carries, because they're going to be winning this game. If they don't, if they're not beating the Jets, there's something going on in Indy. So, you know, to me, this is just a John. It says Jonathan Taylor for twenty five to thirty carries, and you know, I think he could go for you know a buck fifty against this defense. So, I, I really like Jonathan Taylor this week. Yep. 
And the another guy that I actually like in the high price guys, is Austin Eckler. Uh, Austin Eckler got a whole bunch of, you know, he got more targets than we we saw in week one, which is definitely a, a, you know, a better look for Austin Eckler. We need that guy to get the ball in space. And like I said, against Carolina, Carolina's defense just can't stop the run. So if, if that ends up being a situation where, you know, this team just really, really leans on the run, then I really like Austin Eckler for 6,800. And, and also a situation where I would play Josh Kelly as well. You know, Josh Kelly's 5,000. So I like both of those guys in this game, which, you know, we saw them both last week get close to 20. Well, Kelly went over 20 touches, and they actually both went over 20 touches when you catch their count their receptions. So two guys getting 20 receptions against, you know, 20 targets and and uh, touches against a Carolina team. I think both of these guys could be very viable. Yeah. Um, I'm going to throw out three middle-of-the-pack kind of options that I all I think are very good this week as well. I like Chris Carson against Dallas. Dallas, you know, I, you know, we know Carson has not been running the ball like he was last year, uh, but, you know, he has scored a touchdown in both games, and his receiving, like Steve said, uh, I think yesterday or the other day, you know, he looked good catching the ball out of the backfield, and they might use him a little more as a weapon, especially with those linebackers banged up for Dallas. Uh, Miles Sanders against Cincinnati, I think, could have a huge game. You know, they got to do something to get that offense moving, and, and he is their most elusive player. So um, I think Miles Sanders is due for a big game, and Kenyon one do a big game. You know, uh, and he gets a great matchup with Detroit. We just saw what Aaron Jones did to did to the Lions. So, you know, both of those, all three of those guys are, you know, Carson 6,600, uh, Miles Sanders 64, and Kenyon Drake's only $6,000. I love Drake this week. Yeah, I agree. It was definitely one I was going to bring up. Um, you know, the situation with, you know, a lot of people, I've heard a lot, a lot of people were like, you know, complaining about Drake's play and how he's not really doing much because, you know, where people drafted him, some people were drafting him at the end of the first round, beginning of the second. And um, he hasn't, he hasn't had that blow up game, but that game is coming. You know what I mean? And it could yeah. be, it could be very well be this week. And, you know, not a lot of people are going to play him because, you know, he's $6,000. He hasn't really produced at basically at all this season, you know, as an RB1. And this could be a guy that you're going to get low owned at 6,000. And if he ends up having a monster week, you know, you, you win all the money because this is the kind of pick that helps you win all the money because, you know, a lot of people are just going to be off of him just because he hasn't performed. And, you know, recency bias is one of the, is one of the thing that kills people's DFS teams. You know, they, they get recency bias and they're like, Hey, yeah, I don't want, I don't want this guy. This is going to be a in a week or two where Joe Mixon has a huge, huge game. It's not going to be this week against Philly because Philly's just too good. But, you know, there's going to be a huge game for Joe Mixon coming up. And, you know, I'm going to have all the Joe Mixon while other people are just sleep completely sleeping. I was going to say, Joe Mixon, I would definitely watch Joe Mixon this week if Fletcher Cox is out because Fletcher Cox has not practiced this week. Uh, he's got an abdomen injury. So if Fletcher Cox is out, I even I would throw Joe Mixon in my lineups. Yep. I, would, I wouldn't be worried about the Philly D. Uh, from the low price options, Der- uh, Jarek McKinnon uh, is definitely one. He's only forty nine hundred dollars. He's in. He's going to be in like every one of my lineups. That you know, fifty fifties. He's like everyone. Um, mm, yep. Uh, another guy. Yeah, another guy. I think you know, Devin Singletary. 
Um, he's 4,900 as well. And we know Zach Moss is kind of banged up, you know, missed practice, limited to practice, whatever it was pretty much this week. So, you know, they're going to use Singletary probably a little more than they have, you know, or at least they did in week one. Um, and if he comes out like he did in week two and, you know, we saw Miles Sanders just have a pretty good game against this team's against this Rams defense. So, you know, I know they have Aaron Donald and he's like the big cog in the middle but you know you can get you can get through some holes in the rams uh run defense so i think singletary can um you know have a good game yep two of my lower price guys naeem hines and Tariq cohen especially in uh DraftKings. i just love these guys this week honestly you know name hines going up against the jets we saw what you know basically they did to the jets last week you know the 49ers went to you know new york and basically smish the jets now you got the jets going over to indy you know, it could be a situation where, you know, the Jets are not very competitive in this game and you're going to see a whole bunch of Naeem Hines and, you know, guys, second stringers, you know, just tearing this guy, these Jets a new one. Uh, and then Tariq Cohen, uh, the Atlanta Falcons, I've been saying this for like the past four years. Uh, no team allows more points to pass catching running backs than the Atlanta Falcons. And, you know, it just is a recurring theme every single year. You know, Dan Quinn just does not care about, guarding running backs out of the backfield is not part of his defense that he feels like he really needs to focus on so guys just especially guys who can catch out of the backfield always seem to terrorize this atlanta falcons team so i could see Tariq Cohen actually having a big game and not a lot of people are probably going to be playing him yep all right guys anybody else you got in the lower price option steve mm, there's not really Anyone that's like glaring, glaring to me, I wouldn't be. Um, I will throw out Jeff Wilson. He's only four thousand dollars, and if you know what they're saying is true, that he's going to get, uh, you know, he he could get first and second down touchdown touches. You know, at four thousand dollars, he's definitely not a bad guy to throw in your lineups. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Um, if James White misses, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Rex Burkhead is a thing this week. Yes. You know, so he's another guy that I think, you know, you might want to pay attention to make sure James Washington is not – or James Washington. T- James uh, James White is yeah. not, you know, if he's playing or not, you know, the yeah, whole situation with his family. So I don't know. I doubt he's going to play, honestly. Yep. <sighs> I tell you, we've touted up C.J. Henderson, and man – he is getting he's, yeah, he's getting, getting roasted, roasted in this game so far. Yeah, they're calling this defensive pass interference, but I don't agree. I, I he does have the arm wrapped, I guess, a little bit on the backside. Yeah. All right, so moving on to the wide receivers. Um, you know, I'll just start off and say DeAndre Hopkins right off the rip. You know, I don't think there's a better option, high nope. priced. Yeah, uh, you know, against Detroit. Uh, you know. Definitely get him in your lineups. In line. Yeah, to me, that's an easy one. Um, If I'm looking at other expensive options, honestly, Chris Godwin, they're saying that Chris Godwin was going to play. And, you know, I like Chris Godwin a little more against the Denver defense than I would with Mike Thomas. I mean, Mike Evans. You know, a lot of people are probably going to be, you know, on Mike Evans because he had 100 yards and a touchdown last week. He was the main target for Tom Brady. But that was without you know, Chris Godwin in the lineup. So Chris Godwin is a, is a higher price guy that I would not mind having Amari Cooper, DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Mm-hmm. To me, the, all three of those guys are, you know, like if I can get all three, if I, honestly in DK, if I can fit all three of those guys into my lineup, I love that. And then just going lower price running back. So this week you can actually go some lower price running back, go super high, go, go Wilson, right? Stack it with DK and Lockett. 
right? And then have either Cooper or one of the lower price uh, Cowboys options, you know, in in uh, CD Lamb's only like fifty four hundred. Exactly, throwing in CD Lamb in there, and then and then working your team around that. I actually like that stack. You know, if I'm gonna game stack a game, this is probably the game I'm gonna game stack. So you know, I would not mind having three or four players from this this uh, Dolphins. I mean Dolphins, this Cowboys Seahawks game. Uh, I like, uh, he's not a high price guy. He's kind of middle of the pack more towards a cheaper option. But if, um, I said it yesterday, if AJ Brown doesn't play, I like Corey Davis, you know, um, get Corey Davis in your lineups against this weak Minnesota secondary. Um, you know, definitely a guy I like, um, and I'm giving Allen Robinson a second shot. You know, Allen Robinson gets Atlanta. Uh, we've, you know, we talked about Mitch Trubisky being a good option, uh, I know Robinson was not good last week despite his good matchup, but he all, he did have nine targets. And, you know, I think Chicago's still going to have to throw the ball to keep pace because I don't think the defense is going to necessarily just shut down Atlanta because we've seen Atlanta just score at will. So uh, they are going to have to throw the ball in this game, and I, I can see Robinson having, having a really good uh, really good game. Yep, I agree. Uh, another guy I like is Juju. Juju Smith-Schuster at 6,600 I think is another one that's really good. He's right in that same range as, as Cooper and Metcalf and Lockett that, you know, is really good to get in your lineups because, you know, Houston secondary is not very good and, you know, can't stay, can't stop, a, can't stop a, uh, a nosebleed. So, you know, Juju and, you know, Pretty much the Pittsburgh guys like Deontay Johnson is not a bad one either. You know, get him in your lineups as well. Yep, I agree. Um, if you're talking about middle price guys, probably right around like, yeah, I guess, I guess you're still kind of in the high end. But yeah, you know, Keenan Allen is a guy that I actually I do like this week after watching you know the rapport that he had, you know, last week with the rookie. You know, for me, I feel like Keenan Allen. You know, against this Carolina defense, I don't really see anybody on this team that can really guard him. Uh, so don't be surprised if Keenan Allen goes for over 100 in a touchdown in this game. Um, the next guy, actually, that I really, really am high on this week that I think could have a huge game that I'm trying to get into basically all like all of my 50-50s, and a lot of people are worried about him, is T.Y. Hilton. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. T.Y. Hilton is a guy that, you know, past two weeks, he literally has done nothing. And these are the, this is one of those games where I feel like T.Y. could just explode and have a huge mm-hmm. game against these Jets. These Jets don't have anyone that can cover them. I mean, the, the, the Colts offense is banged up, you know what I mean, So at the wide receiver position. So I could definitely see T.Y., you know, them trying to get him involved early and often. And I just don't think he's going to be very high owned. So to me, I I like getting T.Y. for 5,600 into into my lineups and seeing, you know, seeing if he he has that blow up game that we all know he's capable of. Yep. Um, some lower priced options. Uh, we can get into Anthony. Um, Anthony Miller's one for me. Yeah. Darius Slayton, you know, those guys in that price range. I like yeah. both of those at 4,900. Yep. Uh, like we said about Miller, you know, he's going in, up into Atlanta. We've seen what teams have done to Atlanta, you know, back-to-back weeks of of 35 and 40-point games. They've given up the most points to opposing teams, period. Uh, and then Darius Slayton going up against the 49ers. Like we said, he played much better at home in week one than he did away in week two. 
Uh, he had two touchdowns and over 100 yards in week one. And with the way San Francisco is, is banged up, I could see him having another similar game to what he had in week one. So to me, I would like to, you know, I'm trying to get Darius Slayton into, uh, you know, some of my 50-50 lineups. All right. And that pretty much wraps up wide receiver. Um, you know, I, I really don't see too many cheap options outside of that that I like. Um you know, I will say that I think that this could be a big week for Deshaun Jackson. Watching the chemistry that they showed, that Wentz and him showed in the second half when they first came out of the uh, halftime break, um, I think that, you know, Deshaun, like I said, I think Deshaun was punished for the anti-Semitic comments. And, you know, I think you saw when they came out that he's, you know, they came out of halftime that, that him and Tar him and Carson Wentz just have such a good chemistry. And with no Jalen Rager, you know, Alshon did practice today, but he's still out uh, for the first for this week. Um, you know, there's really no weapons outside of the tight ends. There's no other wide receivers. So, you know, Carson Wentz, if he's getting the ball outside of the middle of the field, it's going to have to go to Deshaun Jackson. I can see Deshaun Jackson catching, you know, eight to ten balls this week, honestly. Yep, I could definitely see. I could definitely see that. And the Eagles need this win, yeah. like bad. The Eagles, the Eagles have to win this game. Like if they want to, if they want to stay involved in this NFC East, they can't. They can't be losing any more games. They gotta. They gotta do something. I mean, you can't go zero and three and expect to make the playoffs. You know, and in this division, they they're still in it. You know, they're definitely still in it. So Lavisca Chenault, man, I love this dude. I love this dude. I, I love was just this dude. The man. same thing. I love this dude. Look at him bouncing off guys and stuff. Dude, I have him in like so many fantasy teams. It's ridiculous. Like, yeah. Uh, anyway, so let's get to the tight ends because this yeah. week in tight end, I think it's very interesting. You know, week one and week two, I felt, I felt very comfortable with you know four or five tight ends. This week, it's a little bit, a little bit different. I think tight end is actually a little bit more difficult. You know, other than the higher end guys that obviously you know you're you're definitely playing. You know, like if Kittle plays, you're definitely, you know, trying to get him into some lineups. You know, you don't get to use uh, uh, Travis Kelsey this week because Travis Kelsey is in the Monday night game. Um, but, you know, like Noah Fan has a tough match to get up against, you know, Tampa Bay. You got, you know, TJ Hawkinson is is the fifth highest price guy on DraftKings, and he's going up against Arizona, who has actually been actually surprisingly good against uh, the tight end position this year. So, you know, there's a lot of guys that, make me a little bit nervous this week so who are you going up to kev like who is the the high price guy that you're you're latching on yourself to uh from what i saw last week hunter henry would be but yeah, i agree you. i like um, henry this week you know uh, they go up against carolina carolina has you know they're just not a good defense so you know it says here on on uh draft kings that they're fifth against the tight end but that doesn't scare me you know uh you know, to me, I think Henry and um, Henry and Herbert showed a good chemistry. You know, I think he had like eight catches in the game. Um, and another guy that I like, uh, if you've watched Eagles games, you know that the tight end can get free. And Drew Sample has been used a lot by joe or well tight ends just period have been used a lot by joe burrow and true sample really you know last week had a had a um you know like i think he what seven catches in the game something yeah. like that so drew drew sample is a guy on the lower price i think he's like thirty six hundred dollars thirty five hundred um i really like getting drew sample in just about i've had him i think i put two lineups or four lineups on the website i had drew sample in all of them yep 
Yep, I agree. I mean, I like Drew Sample this week, especially, you know, like you said, you know, no, no Uzama, you know, Uzama's hurt out for the season. Drew Sample is going to be the guy that they go with, um, you know, and like we said, that, that, that team is not very good at stopping, you know, we've seen what the Eagles have done against tight ends this year. It's not been, let's say, let's just say it's not been the most stellar of groups stopping the tight end. Uh, in the mid tier of guys, you know, I actually like Greg Olson this week uh, against the Dallas Cowboys. You know, Dallas Cowboys just don't seem to be able to stop anyone at any position. It doesn't matter what position it is, you know, tight end, wide receiver, running back. Like, everybody seems to be able to just score on this Cowboys defense. And I do think down the road this Cowboys defense is going to figure it out and start getting better. But right now they have, like, no continuities. There's just, like, too many new faces with the Cowboys for them to have adjusted this quickly with no offseason. Because they do have some actual talent on this defense, but you know it's gonna it's gonna take a little while to gel. So I don't mind getting Greg Olson into my lineups. Um, and the other guy that I actually am trying to really get in my lineup is Hayden Hurst. You know, after mm-hmm. watching Hayden Hurst, I like what I saw. You know, he's going up against the Chicago Bears, which have not been very good at stopping the tight end, which they have been very good at stopping the tight end, um, you know, before this. But we saw what Evan Ingram did last week. Evan Ingram had a pretty good game against them. Uh, so I could definitely see – TJ Hawkinson week yeah, one as well. Yep, TJ Hawkinson had a big game week one too. So, you know, I think he had what, 50 yards and a touchdown or something like yeah. that, all five catches or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so I could definitely see, you know – Hurst getting open, especially because I do think that the Atlanta Falcons are going to be a funnel to the wide receiver. The the Chicago Bears are going to try to funnel out those wide receivers and try to stop Julio and try to stop um try to stop uh I'm drawing blanks today. Um Calvin Ridley. And because they're going to be doing that, I do think Caden Hurst will be basically wide open in the center of the field. Um, my high price guy that I am probably going to have a whole lot of is Tyler Higby, uh, because I don't know how healthy this bill's defense is. And normally I would try to stay away from the defense, the bill's defense, but we saw what, you know, Mike Gusecki did to them last week. Um, you know, and with these two linebackers, they're saying that they are going to play in this game, Milano and, um, and Tremont, Tremaine Edmonds. Uh, are going to play in this game but even if they do play I don't know how healthy they are so I could see after what team saw you know Mike Gusecki do last week I could see him getting a bunch of targets in this game so you know I am going to have Tyler Higby in in probably a lot of my lineups yep all right and defenses uh we'll touch on them a little bit as well um I don't even remember if we did the the defenses last week but I think we did uh Obviously, the, the Colts defense. Colts defense, yes. Yeah, it's, it's, pay, up. pay up this week. <laughs> yeah, Colts pay up this if, you week. Can, if you can afford it, pay up. Uh, I also up like the Chargers week. defense at 3,600 against Carolina. So um, that's that's one I'm paying up for. What are your, some of your low lower priced options? Honestly, at defense, like I don't think a lot of people realize that the lower defenses, like as long as you can get somebody that can actually get some sacks, the yeah. lower price defense are pretty good to get. And this week, there are a couple of teams that you know have been able to produce. I know the Jets have been terrible on offense, but they have been getting to the quarterback. And if you look at how many points they've produced, you know, over the past couple of games, they they're basically averaging five points. If you're paying two thousand dollars for a defense, all you need to do is have them get you a six. You know what I mean? Like they need to get you six fantasy points. So you know we know that. You know, we know that Philip Rivers is not a guy who 
Uh, that was a really great catch by Kaelin Cole, by the way. But mm-hmm. you know, we know that Philip Rivers is not the most uh, safe guy with the with the with the uh, you know interceptions. So it could definitely be a situation where you see uh, the Jets maybe pick off a ball or two in this game and get three or four sacks. And for two thousand dollars, I'm willing to take that chance. And the other defense that I actually really like is is the Eagles for twenty eight hundred. You know, the Eagles for 2,800, obviously, you know, they have not been very good this year. They've been actually pretty terrible, but they're going to see a rookie quarterback, you know, at home. The Eagles are in a must-win situation, like they have to win this game. Uh, So I think they're going to have to find a way to, you know, do something on defense to get this team to, you know, not score, maybe turn some, you know, force some turnovers and things like that. So I don't mind starting the, the Philadelphia Eagles either. Yeah, I like the Giants this week. Uh, the uh, second um, Francisco are just so banged up on offense. Um, you know, I don't know if Kittle's going to play. I think he practiced, and they said he's going to give it a shot. But he's he's like, I think they said he's got a, a, a sprained MRI and a, bru- a bone bruise. So. Yeah, I mean he's not he's not 100% healthy, so you know I might throw a little two tight end sets out there with Jordan Reed, you know. But the receiving core is banged up. No Debo, you know. Brandon Ayuk coming back, you know, he this will be his second week back from an injury, and none of the other receivers really scare me. And you know, obviously McKinnon could, McKinnon could have a great game in the run game, but. You know, to me, you know, the Giants, I think they're 2,800, I think it is. Let me see, 2,900, something like that. Yeah, 2,700. 2,700, yep. Yeah, 2,700. So, yeah, I like the, I like the Giants as, as a uh, as a low price option on defense. Yep. There you go, guys. Okay. I actually have one mid-tier team that I actually think could actually have a really big game, and that is Arizona against Detroit. You know, um, Arizona will be at home. We know that they can get to the quarterback. Um, you know, we don't know how healthy Kenny Galladay is going to be in this game. You know, if Kenny Galladay is fully healthy, I know he's practicing and they're saying he's going to play in this game. Um, you know, I think he could be, he could cause problems. But if he is not fully healthy, I do think Patrick Peterson can, can do a good job containing him. And uh, with the way that this team can rush the passer, and we all know that this Detroit offensive line is not the greatest in the world at stopping the pass rush, I could see, you know, the Cardinals getting three or four, five sacks just in the first half on this team and, you know, really forcing them to start throwing, 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 and, you know, maybe possibly get a couple of turnovers and things like that. So I actually like the Cardinals if you're looking for, like, a mid-priced defense. Yeah, actually, I'm going to throw another one out, and that's the uh, football team. Because, uh, you know, going up against Cleveland, we know the line. Steve just said, you know, you get sacks, you know, sacks are good for fantasy scoring. So, you know, this line is no joke. And, you know, I, I do think the Browns line is a lot better. But, you know, there is tons of opportunity for sacks and, and turnovers with Baker Mayfield in the backfield. So uh, the football team uh, is another one. Yep. Oh, uh, there you go, guys. That is it for the DFS podcast. Short and sweet. I think we kept it at about 30 minutes. 31 minutes. So 31 minutes. So uh, remember to check out the website, www.cheatcodesports.com. That's www.cheatcodesports.com. We have our articles, our rankings, our player projections, and those cheat codes. And until next time, peace out, guys. Peace.